I'm Camille. I'm Savannah. And, and we're, we're here, here to podcast. podcast. Anita isn't here to join us today, but I am sitting down interviewing the lovely Savannah today. So we have done three shows before, mm-hmm. and so we're just about to embark on another a third prep. Is that correct? Yep. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your first two journeys or what got you started into bodybuilding in the first place? So I did competitive cheerleading when I was younger and all through high school. And then I actually went to college and cheered for a year. Oh, okay. And then afterwards I was like, I don't like, I kind of miss having a sport to do mm-hmm. or like something to work towards. So, I mean, in between there was like, I don't know, from like 19 to how old was I? 23? Mm-hmm. Or 20, yeah, 23. That's when, like, I didn't really have, like, a hobby or a sport or anything. And then I just was like, I need something to do in my spare time, like, mm-hmm. something to work towards. And I've always kind of worked out and enjoyed it. I never was, like, on, like, a set routine like you are for prep. But, yeah, so I kind of – I followed a lot of people on Instagram that did it, and it really just, like, interested me. I was like, this looks super fun and super cool, and I like the look of it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try it. And I think that's awesome because coming from like a cheer background or a dance background, any mm-hmm. sort of like perform a sport performance, you're used to being in that center of attention, getting the glam, like doing the look, putting on your presentation where it's funny because a lot of the competitors that I talk to, uh, a lot of them, they come into the sport from the opposite end. They're like, I love to lift weights. I love to like lift heavy weights, you know, just very much more on the, the training side of things. Mm-hmm. But I love, um, and I, I would be willing to bet you are one of the better um, performers on stage just because of your background, because you're so yeah. familiar with like getting into that zone um, right before you go out on stage. So I love seeing that because I think that's the fun part. I yeah. hate seeing people that are so stressed out about lifting, then they get on stage and then they like panic because they like, right. I don't want to wear heels <laughs> and look up. I'm like, well, you picked the wrong sport then because yeah. that is the majority of what this is. Or that's where it ends stones at least. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that helps a lot. And I just think it's kind of funny because I am not really – like on stage like for cheer always and then for like bikini mm-hmm. competitions, like I do like being the center of attention and like I perform well. But like outside of that, you would never guess because I'm like – I'm never the center of attention. I'm like, like, I don't want people to look at me. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Do you put on like kind of like an alter ego when you go to perform like dance or competing? (laughs) Totally. You're like, all right, (laughs) this is who we are today. It's fun to be someone that you're not normally in your everyday life, right? Like you get to be someone different because you look so different on show day too. So you're like, we get to be whoever I want to (laughs) be. And so tell me about, um, we were talking a little bit beforehand um, how the differences between your first prep and your second prep, we had kind of a journey between self coaching and then mm-hmm. hired a coach. Tell me about the differences between those two preps and kind of what you learned and where, what are you doing for this, this round? Yeah. So I, before I decided to compete, I did like tons and tons and tons and tons of research. Like I would spend just like hours, like looking up different things. What was the so. most, what were, where were the most helpful pieces of information? Just curious. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. So I listen to like Redefine Healthy Radio, mm-hmm. which Paul Rebell is a really good coach. Like he coaches a lot of people mm-hmm. that I follow. And so I follow um, him and listen. He has like YouTube videos too. So I've listened to a lot of those. Okay. Um, who else? There's like a few different like bikini 
prep mm-hmm. um, podcast right. that I would listen to. Right. Not just the Bikini Girls, one that I've listened to before. I think they're out of Australia, though. Yeah. There's like confessions of a mm-hmm. bikini pro, bikini diaries. Too. Yeah. So I listen to those. And then, yeah, just like Google. I would just like look up a bunch of stuff and I mean there's like good and bad things that you find that's why I feel like listening to the podcast was helpful because it's like people's own experience so you Mm -hmm. can like actually hear what people really do to start a prep Mm -hmm. um so I did a lot of research and then I started like tracking my macros and stuff and did my own prep for about three months for my first show and then I was kind of stuck and I was like I don't know what to do from here so I think I'm just gonna hire a coach um, so I did for my last, I think it was five weeks of my prep and then like three weeks of my reverse diet. Okay. He was there for me and that was super nice. It was nice to not have to think about what to do. Mm-hmm. It took the stress off of me. So that's how I got ready for my first show. And then for my second and third show, I did like a 10 week prep with the same coach. And like I said, it's just less stressful I didn't have to worry about you know, like, doing any of my am own I taking stuff. away these carbs too soon yeah is this not too late <laughs> should I be doing more cardio should I be doing less cardio yep. sometimes it's just easier mentally to not have to uh, own that stress of like right is this the right <laughs> call or is this not the right call and even yeah. if you are a coach of any capacity it's hard to coach yourself right, right. It's, it's those challenges it's very empowering you have the power and freedom mm-hmm. to kind of make the calls because it's your body you're the one living in it and you can kind of feel things that a coach couldn't yeah but it is dicey depending you gotta have a lot of faith and confidence yeah. in your abilities to make calls to yep. not second guess how many times during that um the self-led prep did you kind of like go back on something <laughs> like say okay we're gonna start this and you're like right. no just kidding does that happen a lot or not really um I like don't remember a lot because prep. <laughs> yeah, because prep. <laughs> but prep brain is real. I just remember like literally the second that I was like, "Oh my god, I have no clue what to do from here," and I'm five weeks out. That's when I just decided to hire a coach. I was like, "I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm just gonna do it." And then even like when I did start, like he barely changed my macros right away. So I mean, I was on the right track. Okay. I just didn't know Where to how go. far to go from there. Like, right. how much more weight do I need to lose? Or like. How do I peak myself? So mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do any of that. And I think now that I have also like comparing pictures and stuff, because mm-hmm. when you get lean, you don't really realize you're lean when you're looking at yourself, especially like my last prep. Like, I think I was four weeks out and my coach was like, you look better than you did on show day last prep. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> what? And then I I'm looked at, <laughs> I looked at pictures. I'm like, oh yeah, I do. So you just have to like, compare them and I think now that like I have three shows to see how far mm-hmm. I uh, how far out I was to compare to now mm-hmm. it'll be easier to see like how far I am from where I need to be oh my gosh I know and I'm so glad that I took pictures during all of my preps mm-hmm. like weekly photos because then exactly you can compare like I think there's one photo on my Instagram where it was like 72 weeks out where like I committed to a show like super long in advance <laughs> yeah and I compared it next to like the one the second time I competed where I had a bigger weight loss journey mm-hmm. and I was like look they're pretty much the same yeah. <laughs> I was like the so same we're holding better <laughs> yeah <laughs> holding better through off season yeah um but yeah so using that coach definitely helped a lot uh, mm-hmm. towards the end there um, that's nice that a coach took you on with such kind of a short notice. Did you yeah. know about him through someone else or was he someone you found through your research? So 
I followed him on Instagram and he has so it's fair aesthetics. Okay. Um, and he has a huge team and I followed a bunch of the girls that he got up to and I was just like, they all look so good and he mm-hmm. does such a good job. He's a registered dietitian, so oh, that's huge. You because there's good and bad coaches out there. So it's absolutely like, <laughs> I knew no matter what, like signing up with someone that one has such a big team that does it like so good and then also is a registered dietitian like right i wasn't gonna be getting into he's anything weird you. yeah he's so. not gonna low calorie the crap out of yeah. you hopefully right. <laughs> at least not if he has a education background which yeah. is super important which i never i mean like compared to some people how you see how hard they have to push like i don't think my calories ever really got like that low which is also surprising because i was like a 90 pound person like you like the smaller mm-hmm. you are like the lower you typically go. have yeah. to go right but Mine never really had a drop, like, super low. That's good. <laughs> it definitely makes it easier. Oh, yeah. How was your reverse diet? Um, did you handle it, was... it well? You can spill the tea. Because <laughs> my first show did not handle it well. Yeah. So the first time, oh, my gosh, after the, the day after the show, I ate everything in the world. Like, <laughs> everything. Oh, show's over. Here yeah. we go. And then after that, I did follow my reverse diet pretty good. There was a few times, like, I definitely overate. Like mm-hmm. I'd say a couple days, but I there was never like a week long like binge I had. Like it was like a day here and there. I was like, why okay. did I do that? But yeah. whatever. Let's get it under wraps. So yeah. here we go. <laughs> and then this last reverse diet, I mean, same thing. I I didn't go as crazy after the show, but I also like my last five weeks leading up to my last show, like I don't know what was going on with my body, but I was full all the time. Like I couldn't even like finish my water because I was so full. Like it was weird. So I didn't really have the desire to eat as much. You're like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, can you drop my carbs, please? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So I would say it was a little better the second time around, but it's still like, I think the hardest part is just like seeing your body change, like the opposite way that it was for Mm -hmm. the past however many weeks. And knowing that that's on plan. Yeah. Oh. Like, I'm purposely gaining weight and I hate it, but you have to do it. Right. I will never forget the first time I, like, I was running after my nieces in the yard, like, a couple weeks after my show, and I felt the fat on my love handle oh. jiggle. And I was, like, pinched back there. I was like, what is like, this? Yeah. What is there's fat on my back? Yeah. I was like, like where did this come from? What is this? When did this happen? Yeah. Because it all just comes back on so differently, mm-hmm. but I never will never forget how oh foreign gosh. it felt. Because you just go from being everything so tight yep. and so lean into your body so hard looking to all of a sudden getting softer and squishier yep. in different places. You're like, what is going on? Yeah, it's definitely weird. And it's always like the first like three weeks. I'm like, wow, I still look great. Like, this is fine. And then it's like week four. I'm like, what? Like, why? What is this? It's like everything just gave loose and now you're like back to your 12 plus weeks out yeah and you're like okay <laughs> here I we guess are. everything's still <laughs> under there but we're just moving on yeah. <laughs> what were some of your biggest uh things that you struggled with during contest prep during any of them um sleep mm-hmm. I remember my first so yeah like at probably four or five weeks out so probably like right when I mm-hmm. around the time I hired my coach mm-hmm. like I was so tired all the time, obviously, because prep, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I could not sleep to save my life. Like, I would lay down at, like, 10, maybe fall asleep at, like, 3, maybe 2. Like, I could not sleep, and then I'd wake up at, like, 5. Oh, my God. 
And sometimes, sometimes it was like that. It was normally, I'd say, like, four to five hours of sleep a night, which is not enough. And no, and just that restless tossing and turning, mm-hmm. being hungry. Yeah, it was terrible. And I actually didn't really experience that my second prep. I – it was weird because I would fall asleep, like, the second I laid down. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so Pass tired out. and yep. actually, like, my body let me sleep. So I was like, this is awesome. But I would still wake up at, like, four or five in the morning and – I'm a hairstylist. Like, I don't – the earliest I start work is 9. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of annoying to wake up so early. So many hours before you start yeah. work. <laughs> You're like, and come then, on, body. Go back to bed. Yeah. And just because I work late, usually, like, I work until 9. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I would say sleep the first prep and then I think my second prep just, like, feeling full all the time. Mm-hmm. That was annoying because it was just, like, uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. I literally was like, I can't even – like, I'm – lean but I can't wear any tight clothes because my stomach is so bloated yeah Yeah. it's just so much food and I find that like so my whole life I've been trying to like you know lose weight lose weight Mm -hmm. trying to either get ready for a show totally fine when it comes back on after show but in general you know looking for a downtrend but recently um now like a year and a half off of my last show not another show for another year and a half so I'm just kind of in the middle doing my own thing and I'm trying to gain weight now. So I've been 140 pounds like every day for mm-hmm. the last like 10 months, like <laughs> every day, no wavering. I'm like, okay, I'm going to slowly bring my weight up to 145, try to put a little bit more muscle mm-hmm. on, you know, just make sure I'm not in a deficit right now. So I start eating a little bit more, eating a little bit more. All of a sudden, two days later, my weight's down to 135. I was <laughs> like, what? what? This is the <laughs> most confusing thing that's ever happened. I've also never felt so like confused and unhappy with the weight loss. Usually I'm pumped about that. Right. <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. So it was like the more food that I ate, the more my body dropped. Yeah. And then I had to push it up even more. So I was really cramming food in. and eating food when you're not hungry is like, I think worse than not eating when you are hungry. Right. Like it's worse than starving. Yeah. Because it's so, A, you have to do it. Like mm-hmm. if you're hungry, you can just kind of distract yourself and think right. about something else, get busy in your work, get busy in a hobby, go sleep, whatever, yeah. or lay there endlessly. <laughs> but when you're trying to gain weight, you have to be so relentless trying to mm-hmm. push food down your face, like what you felt during your second prep, but yeah. just like nonstop food, food, food. And it's exhausting and yeah. it's nauseating. Right. Which my food, I mean, it wasn't even like it was high. It was just like my digestion was just like messed up. Like, oh, okay. I just... I don't Maybe know. too much fiber or something or not enough water. Who knows? Yeah. There is some weird stuff going on, but yeah. What advice would you have to a first-time competitor? Um, do lots of research. Hire a coach. <laughs> I mean, some people can coach themselves. Like, I'd say if you have, like, a background, like, In knowing training, some yeah. things. Like, I personally have always known – a lot about nutrition just because mm-hmm. I've done so much research in my in the past like so I, I knew a lot about that to begin with but like a lot of people when I start prep like they have no clue like what they're getting into and also just like having a coach to like answer all your questions would be good mm-hmm. like if you're not like you don't feel like yourself when you get deep into prep so it's like having someone there to tell you like that's normal to feel that way or like that's what happens when you start to get lean like you're these things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I also just taking the stress off of yourself from trying to Having to make yourself. those choices. Yeah. Totally. 
I think it's so crazy how many of those like awkward conversations there are about contest prep that no one tells you about beforehand. Yeah. Or like you just have to like experience it yourself to be able to like become aware of it. I'm like, where right. is the book for com- competitors? Yeah. Right. On like the things to expect. <laughs> like, guess what? If you're not eating a whole lot of food, your poop might not be as regular or right. as consistent <laughs> as and as normal because you're using more than you're eating. So of course that's going to slow down. Yeah. But they don't tell you that before you start. Right. You just got to panic and be like, coach, I haven't <laughs> pooped in three days. What is do this I do? normal? <laughs> yeah. Hashtag is this normal? <laughs> Nothing is. <laughs> yeah. Do I really have to shave my back? Yes. Your the answer body. is yes. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> oh, like the first time I got I was naked in front of a stranger was yep. for my first competition at the spray tan. I was like, yeah. oh, you can't <laughs> mentally prep for this. I was like, I guess it's good that this is the best I've ever looked. Yeah. Because this funny. is uncomfortable. Oh, also hire a posing coach. Okay. Which, so Kelsey was my posing coach. And she, I remember like the last time I saw her before, she's like, do you have any questions? Like I can answer them. And I was like, yeah, what do you wear when you go to get tanned? <laughs> and she's like, nothing. nothing. I'm like, Oh no. Like, oh, okay. Please. I was hoping that wasn't the answer. It is so cold when they tan you too. And it oh depends on where you go too, because it you dry faster when it's colder. But oh my god, Ugh. at one of the shows that I was at down in Iowa, I don't think I've ever been that cold in my life. And yeah. like, I grew up in Wisconsin and like it's Packer games and everything. Nope. I was colder <laughs> getting a spray tan yep. in a booth in a hotel. There's a fan on you. It's yeah. probably like 60 degrees in there. You're lean. You have no body fat. Yep. <laughs> You're, You're cold wet before. from your tan. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so cold. I was shivering. Yeah. Like uncontrollably <laughs> while I was standing there. I was like, stop moving. I'm like, okay, I'll I try. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, was pretty miserable. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Posing makes a huge difference. Like mm-hmm. the first time I competed, I practiced like a pretty minimal amount. Yeah. Once a week with a coach, aka Anita. <laughs> um, and my posing was terrible. Like I could get into the poses and I could mm-hmm. be it looked okay when I was there, but my transition like in and out of the poses was awful. Yeah. And it's like seeing now how far I've come from like where I started is like, dude, anyone, if I can improve my posing anyone can improve their posing like yeah. it was rough when I first started oh my but gosh you they're so awkward like the yeah. poses are awkward and it's like am I really supposed to stand this way or and like... it's so painful mm-hmm. and it doesn't even look you don't even look good until the end so you oh just yeah have to they look terrible that you look good <laughs> until the end like yep. if, I think that's one of the things that I would highly suggest getting a posing coach for especially because your body's not going to look the same 16 mm-hmm. weeks out as it is when you're on show day. And like that side pose is going to look like trash until we're lean enough yep. till that lower stomach leans out. But, but you have to keep, but you can't modify your pose to make it look like it's going to fit your 16 week out body versus right. your show day body. You have to pose for your show day body and just cross your fingers and hope <laughs> everything's going to come together. Yep. And that's where it gets hard. Even like one thing I didn't realize um, is that, your posing evolves like it's you practice and everything's really consistent, but it's never the same. Like I even mm-hmm. changed poses up until the day of which stressful. Yeah. <laughs> trying to change poses the day of, but it's, I thought it was going to be so much more like a and B like your hips yep. go here, your hands go here. Yeah. And I didn't find that it was very like rigid or strict at all with that. Like I found it to be so much more like 
no rules. It's a very gray mm-hmm. area. It's whatever looks best on you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I switched up my – I mean, you have to stick in, like, the general yeah. guidelines for the posing. Right. But I switched um, my front pose at, before my last show, which mm-hmm. is where I got my pro card. But I switched it because I was like, that makes my shape look so much better. Like, I don't look so, like, straight up and down. Mm-hmm. Like. And all I did was like bend my knee a little bit, and I was like, "This makes such a big difference." It's, it's like the little tiniest changes like can change your shape like completely. Just a little bit more of the hip tilt, or yeah. like if we get into mobility issues too, I struggle a lot. So I just recently started teaching figure posing. It's one thing to be able to get myself into a pose. It's another thing to get someone who has terrible <laughs> shoulder mobility, terrible hip mobility, into yeah. a pose that flatters them it's so much more of an art than it is a science. Like it's, it's about those small little finesse type details Mm -hmm. that make the shape look so much better. And it's almost like you have to get in there nitty gritty, move each thing, make the wrist straight, make the elbow nice. And then you back up and look at it from far away and be like, (laughs) how's this look? All right. A little bit more symmetric. Here we go. And you're like, I'm going to have to go in and come out back over again. How much did you practice your posing? Um, So when I first started, so I did three sessions with Kelsey and I think I did them about like, a month apart in each mm-hmm. and um she told me to practice every day mm-hmm. for like I think she said five turns so mm-hmm. like five full rotations of all your poses and so I did that for like the first in between the first and the second mm-hmm. and then I think I spaced them out a little bit more like maybe every other day mm-hmm. after that and then like the last few weeks I kind of did like I mean, I obviously had to practice for my check-ins with my coach and stuff. So then I would do a little bit extra, but I'd say like every day, like two weeks leading up to the show. um, Yeah, for sure. I did. So I did practice a lot, but, and some days I was like, I'm going to do like two rotations Mm -hmm. and be done because I'm hungry. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to pass out if I have to do any more of these. (laughs) So, I mean, it kind of, it varied a little bit, but I did practice quite a bit and I do think it came a little bit more natural to me so for people who do like feel super awkward Mm -hmm. and like don't feel like they look right posing I would say do it as much as you can yeah (laughs) because like until it feels normal and natural then maybe back off a little bit but up until then just like do as much as you can right because I feel like at first you have to practice and just so you know where your hands are going and where your feet Mm -hmm. are going like that's what I always say like Make sure you don't have to think about that part of it. Yeah. And then get spinning around. Make sure that that brain is so mind-muscle connection. Like, it's just so muscle memory that you just flow right into it. Yeah. Then you can work on adding in those extra layers, like your facial expressions. What are you going to do with your hair? What are you doing with your hands in between poses? Yeah. That's, to me, what makes a polished competitor, like, look next level is their like overall presence how they carry themselves between yeah. poses if I can see that they're not thinking about their poses <laughs> that's better yes. you're gonna just come naturally don't think about it just, yeah and just practice happens. it until it becomes naturally yeah because it's not gonna it doesn't come natural for anybody let's put no it, that it, takes, it takes a little while for sure and it's gonna hurt your lower back will be <laughs> oh screaming. yeah <laughs> no one likes to talk about it the but. day after a show <laughs> I was sore the day after my show. Yeah. My shoulders were sore from how many times I was trying to pump them up. I was like, this, it's not going to make a magical miracle happen. Oh, Stop gosh. pumping yeah. up your shoulders. They're not going to get bigger. This <laughs> I do like a full shoulder be. workout before I get on stage. I know. I was like, I'm literally sore afterwards. Uh, that's funny. Uh, 
<laughs> What's your favorite part about show day? Um, I like being on the stage. Like, I remember after, because when I first, my first show, I was like, I'm just going to do this and see if I like it. Like, mm, okay. my plan was just to do that one and then in the future, like, little ways down, like, mm-hmm. do a bunch more if I liked it. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally the second I got off stage, I was like, that was the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, <sighs> I was, like, jumping up and down. I was so excited just because it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, I did really well. So then I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I had so much fun. And I did good. Like, I'm good at this. And I want to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think just, like, being on stage is so fun. And I remember for my second show, it was a really small show. So it was, like – so my first one, I was on stage four different times because I did – Novice, open, your Beginner. personal walk. Oh, yep. And then I did novice overall okay. and open overall. Okay. So I was actually on stage five times. So I was like, <laughs> that's awesome. And then my second show, I was up there once because you can't compete in novice again. Right. Like, it's just open. And it was such a small show. There wasn't height classes. So it was literally just, like, open and then they picked. Awards. Like yeah, so I was like, oh, that wasn't as fun. Like I wish it was longer. I wish we could have done more. But and then at Clash, my last show, it was like you were up there for longer, mm-hmm. so it felt a little bit more like I was up there for yeah a decent amount of more time. More gratifying, yeah, yeah. And just like okay, turn around. <laughs> like I went to my second time I competed. I went to an NPC show and I was out there for like thirty seconds. Yeah, and I was like. Oh, what? They're done? Oh, okay. Going off the stage now. Like, I swear we did one turn. Like, we got Mm -hmm. around one time. That was it. And they pulled everyone off again. That was in, like, the novice section. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? I feel like I didn't even get, like, warmed up into, like, my my poses and everything. They're like, oh, nope. They knew what they wanted right away. Ended up winning my class in that one that I was so nervous about. I was like, I feel like I was barely on stage. (laughs) Yeah. But they were like, nope. They knew who they wanted. So, but yeah, they definitely, especially at the natural shows, they spend a little bit more time on stage. Mm -hmm. And now that you're a pro, you'll see how long they freaking work you on stage. Uh, They are, they put a lot of time into the pros and they make them work on stage. I swear they're on there for like double the time of amateurs are. Right. Which I'm actually excited for (laughs) because I love that part. You're like, I work hard for it. I know. I'm like, can I just... Do I feel like I should just get into pageantry because yeah. I also love being on stage, but I don't love dieting. So yeah. I'm like, can I just <laughs> do all this and not have to diet? <laughs> well, that's a pageant. Got it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> so then looks like this is going to be a pro debut for you then this spring? Yep. So my first show, Mr. Miss Minnesota Natural. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my next show. Okay. So I think I'm going to do a few through a different federation mm-hmm. um, just because they're in Minnesota and they're yeah. around the same time. So I was like, I want to squeeze in as many shows as possible. So I think there's three with that federation that I'm going to do. And okay. then my pro debut is the second show. Nice. And so what do you, do you feel like it's any different at all than your last two preps because you're a pro now and you're going to be stepping on stage with the big dogs? Um, or do you feel like, nope, just same thing. We're just, <laughs> this is the process. This is how we go through it. Yeah. I don't feel like a ton. I mean, I did train, change my training a little bit because okay. every single show judges say I need a wider back. Okay. I have like no lats. So I've been working hard to get 
that more developed. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, I mean, I'm not like if if I have them, I have them. If I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to tell until you lean out. Yeah. But, um, I would say like that's like my biggest like concern, but I, I'm not necessarily like nervous about it or like gonna change things up. But Right, that much. You're yeah. like, okay, well, this is the physique that got me there. We're going to go with this plus more, right? Yeah. And there's just a little improvement there. I'm shaking in my boots. I almost thought I, I thought I was going to compete this spring, Um, decided against it. Just my training hasn't been as consistent as I've been trying to open up a gym and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, But, man, stepping up on stage against those pros. I swear the last couple shows <laughs> I've been to, I'm like, man, these girls are getting meatier and meatier. Yeah. Like, the amount of muscle that's on these pro winners is, like, shocking to me yeah like is that bodybuilding or bikini on stage right <laughs> oh good lord <laughs> i know it's yeah it seems like that line between bikini and figure is kind of getting more blurry lately mm-hmm. um but i mean i think it's different enough obviously you can't control who shows up on stage that right. day all you can do is just do your best and hope for the best this time around yeah um what would you say that uh, what was the funniest thing that happened to you in either of your preps? I was trying to think about this for so long, and I can't really think of anything, like, really funny that happened to me. Any, like, brain fog moments of, like, things no. misplaced or anything that happened at work? Did you have any, like, crazy workouts right before, like, a long day of clients, and you're like, hang on, <laughs> I'm going to have to take a break here. Right. Shoulders are um, sore. I mean, my shoulders do get sore when you're round brushing all day. I'm like, I shouldn't have done shoulders yesterday or this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I used to train but, a hairstylist, and I was like, I careful, couldn't like blast your shoulders too hard. She had to work that yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, she's not going to be able to do anything. <laughs> I mean, I lost a lot of things or like, I don't know. I I just can't think of anything like super funny. Like I can just think like I would forget. I'm like not a forgetful person. Okay. So like I would forget things or like I would lose things and I'd be like, where did I put this? Oh, I left it here. I left things at the gym so many times, <laughs> like headphones, water bottles, shoes. Like you're like I'm constantly turning back. You're like, yeah, what I'm is like, happening? Oh my gosh! You're um, like, why does my brain fog <laughs> out on that? I bought a plane ticket to the wrong state when I was on oh, contest no. prep. It was fine. <laughs> I bought. I tried to go to um, Philadelphia, and I ended up going to New Jersey, and because it was. I just, t- I just picked the first, the cheapest ticket <laughs> and it was one to a neighboring state about an hour oh away. Gosh. But I, so even with two $50 Uber rides, it still ended up being cheaper than if I would have had gone to the, the original airport that oh, I went so to. It, so it ended up being okay. totally fine, but definitely not what I planned on. Yeah. Like <laughs> this like, is not right. Yeah. They're like, Oh, what, what, what airport are you flying into or what time are you flying into? I was like, Oh, you know, hour earlier, next state over. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll be there eventually. (laughs) I was like, no one give me any control next time I compete. No one make me make any choices. Choices. So funny. So where do you see yourself um, in like years to come? Where do you see competing kind of serving a time in your life? Because you've been kind of doing like every year, year and a half um, thus far. I did three seasons in a row. Okay. So spring, fall, spring? Yeah. Okay. So Which is not ideal. But (laughs) so I... I know for sure after this, I'll be taking a full year off because like I said, I didn't plan to compete until next fall. So Mm -hmm. 2021, Okay. I was like, I don't know if I can wait that long. And the reason I was planning on that is because, I mean, your body gets kind of messed up during prep, like Mm -hmm. hormonally Mm -hmm. and things still aren't like back to normal. Mm -hmm. So I was like, 
I need to take the time off. Mm-hmm. And I took three months off and I'm like, I need to do another prep. <laughs> so, because I was like a year and a half, or I think it would have been, it would have been two years by then. Okay. And I was like, that just seems like so far away. Mm-hmm. So if I compete this spring and then take an entire year off, mm-hmm. like that doesn't feel like as long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like people say like, if you do back-to-back shows, like it's going to get like worse and worse each prep. But my second prep, I felt way better than my first prep and my calories didn't get as low. Like, oh, that's good. I actually did like have more muscle. Like, mm-hmm. so I think everybody's a little bit different with totally. that. Cause some people, they say like, if you do back-to-back preps, like you're going to look worse, you're going to lose more muscle. You're going right. to, your calories are going to have to get super low. Mm-hmm. So I did not experience that, luckily. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, um, very much. I've taken a year off in between all of my shows that I've done, mm-hmm. so I'm very much an advocate for taking more time off. Yeah. But there are times when it can be done well and done right, right? Mm-hmm. And be you're cautious enough, you've done enough research that you know to watch out for low calories and yeah. the different struggles that come with that, and you know to pull the plug if your body stops cooperating, but right. it obviously hasn't stopped cooperating so you're like okay well then let's keep going yeah and depending on like what your previous kind of training regimen was too it absolutely is possible to add muscle Mm -hmm. kind of while you're going through those different changes so I I think it it depends on what your journey is kind of leading up to those and then where it's looking for afterwards but yeah metabolic Mm like metabolic damage is definitely something to be concerned about yeah but it's not like no one should compete ever show to show right because it can definitely be done smart and Mm -hmm. especially if it was more controlled diverse diet like it doesn't sound like we struggled a whole lot with like crazy binge eating or yeah that's when it gets really tough mentally to Mm -hmm. hold on to a plan for that long and then start to kind of dive down again right but if you're like not too bad. Here we go. Back on macros, you know, not a big deal. Then it's like, okay. And if body fat didn't dip super low in the first place or like came back fairly nicely, Mm -hmm. then you still have that bandwidth to kind of make another run. Yeah. And I I mean, some people do need like super long preps, like Mm -hmm. 20 weeks, but I, I mean, my first show, I did give myself a lot of time. Just, I think I did 16 weeks because I didn't, because I, I was start, I started coaching myself, so mm-hmm. I was like, I just want extra time just in case. Right. And then like my second prep, I did ten weeks, and then this one's ten weeks. Like, I'm not. I don't think I'm someone that needs like twenty weeks to prep. Right. So I think that makes it easier for me mm-hmm. to do this. But I just know for sure I will be taking off a full year after the spring. So. Good. I'm sure it'll be welcomed for every other part of your life too. Who yeah. that gets kind of shut down during contest prep. Yeah. Um, how how much does your weight fluctuate from stage weight to off weight? Like, is how much of a swing is that between show um, into like the middle of your, the yeah. start of your next prep? Like, what is that fluctuation kind of end for you? If you don't mind. So, <laughs> my first prep, I think I started. I was probably around like one oh two, one oh three, and then. I got down to like 90 for my show. And then this second time. So only like a 12 pound yeah, drop. Okay. Yep. And then this, the second time around, like I got up to, so after that, like short lived mm-hmm. improvement season, <laughs> I was 99. And then my first show of the fall, I was like 92 and a half or okay. no, no. Yeah. 92 and a half. And then. 
for my second show, 91. Okay. 90, 91 and a so half. So not even a 10 pound. Yeah. So, and okay. I, well, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, for anyone so I don't have to drop a ton of weight. Right. Like I sat 35 pounds above my stage weight for majority of the year and a half between my show. Yeah. So I needed a little bit more right. time to pull that 30 pounds off. Granted, yeah. my stage weight increased almost a full 15 pounds oh, from wow. one season to the next mm-hmm. because I had just done muscle. a lot of muscle. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot of training. Yeah. Grew an ass in a season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did, I've done a 16 prep. That was my first time. I did 18 the second time. I did a 24 the third time. Yeah. And I'll probably do another 24 mm-hmm. because the transition was just so much less stark. Like it didn't, yeah. it was just tracking my macros and mm-hmm. it didn't get hard until four weeks out. Right. Yeah. It was nothing like catastrophic, like in years prior, where it's like life, <laughs> drop a thousand uh, calories right away. <laughs> yeah, like oh, yeah. here we go. Like it was totally fine until a month out. So I would do a low and slow just because of the mm-hmm. amount of body fat that I put on in between shows. Yeah, so. I'm also I'm like barely five one, so I'm yeah, a short so, person. Right. So. Yeah, let's put that in perspective. Yeah, we got a little because nugget here. <laughs> I would not recommend anyone taller than me being ninety pounds. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like me gaining ten pounds, like. Being so short probably looks like 15 or 20 on, like, a normal person. Right. Like, normal height person. Right. So, I feel like, perspective-wise, like, that's still the same as, like, somebody much taller than me gaining 20 or 30. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yep. Totally. And I'm, like, 5'8". So yeah. Like, much little, taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's spread out over a larger distance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I think that's awesome. I think it's cool seeing the differences and how – there is no one way to prep for a show. Mm-hmm. It's 10 weeks can ha- like you can do a 10 week successful prep or you can do 24. There's yeah. no right or wrong answer when it comes to that, which I find fascinating because mm-hmm. as a consumer, you're like, well, which one is better? Right. Well, it depends on your personality. Yep, like what you want to do. Yeah. And what your lifestyle is going to, how it's going to flux around that. Mm-hmm. And you know, what is that? And to me, is that 10 or I wasn't cutting the full 24 weeks, right? So like the first yeah. month of it, I was still kind of gaining and then we cut right. later into it. So it's like, how long really was the prep? Right. How long was I really in a deficit for? I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like everybody's different where like some people are like slow and steady, but like I would rather like get in and get it done like mm-hmm. and be able to have like a few extra months to do whatever. Like. Mm-hmm enjoy something you know what I mean yep um and not having to lose a ton of weight I feel like it's if you're dieting hard for eight weeks compared to dieting hard for 16 weeks like it's a lot easier with the eight weeks going hard so yeah I I would agree and I think it's a lot about the uh, where you're coming from and how far you have to go if Mm -hmm. you have less than 10 pounds like yeah I think in general like one pound per week is probably like a pretty safe guesstimate like I wouldn't try to push it faster than that right for most people um, cause right. It's exactly like whichever way you're looking at it. Okay. I probably lost 24 pounds during my whole prep and you only lost 10, well, 10 mm-hmm. to 24 week prep. So if you have 40 pounds, you got to pull off. You might want to start earlier. You might need a 40 week prep. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true. You might have it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's definitely like the last like five pounds are the slowest to come off. Mm-hmm. Like at least for me where I'm like, I have like, I think everybody has like their sticking points mm-hmm. where it's like mine, like 97. I remember my going into my fall season, like, I was night in the 97s for three weeks out of, like, a 10-week prep. Yeah, like, you're like, okay, like, when what we is drop? happening? And I was like, why aren't you dropping my macros faster? Like, yeah, we need to get going. And then it's, like, the next two weeks, it was, like, three pounds instead of, like, yep, the one. two. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it 
yeah balanced it's like out. your sticking points and then it's like a bunch comes off and then you have another sticking point and then a bunch more comes off so mine wasn't like a consistent like one pound a week job mm-hmm. which is what you always want right <laughs> but it yeah it happens different for everybody and that's why pictures are the best to like look at to compare because you could be the same weight for three weeks but look completely different oh absolutely and I'll never forget, like, looking back at um, photos that I sent to my coach, like, probably four weeks out. And I was like, I'm not going to be lean enough. <laughs> I was like, Lord, what I would do to be that shredded right now. Right? <laughs> like, I know. You look back and it's like, oh, so my God, blinded. I looked like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, like, don't realize it. It's the prep goggles. Yes, it <laughs> is. You, like, only look at your worst parts of your yeah. body. You can't see what everyone else sees. Everyone else is giving you the, like, are you doing okay? Like, yeah. anorexic, you know, arm hold. Like, you know, is everything okay at home? You're like, I'm fine. I'm doing a contest, okay? It's I'm just great. a little hangry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, I don't tell, like, I mean, like, my close friends and stuff know that I'm, like, when I'm prepping or, like, that I'm getting ready for the show. But mm-hmm. I see so many clients a day, like, being a hairstylist. And I don't tell right. any of my clients, really. And there's, I mean, only a couple have said something where they're like, whoa, you look like you lost a bunch of weight. I'm like okay, well, this is why, like, this is what I'm doing. But like, in general, I like, don't really talk about it just because people don't understand it. it. So it's like, I'm, I'm not going to go into it. Something that it's not. Yeah. It totally looks a different way than what it is when you're actually in the sport. (laughs) Right. Some people just don't get it. They won't get it. So it's not worth the conversation. (laughs) So a couple of my like close clients, like I'll tell them about it, but not too many. And it was funny. One of them actually that said that to me when she sat down she's like oh you look like you lost much weight and I was like well this is what I'm doing and she's like no way I used to compete so she like totally got it and nice normally people are like wait what's that yeah You're like, oh you wear that on stage yeah like, yes yes I do <laughs> it's not what it looks like <laughs> yeah don't mind those stripper heels right also not what it looks like <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny because it's like you yeah, people like that don't know about it. They look at it and they're like, "What? You're wearing that like little of a bikini in front of this many people?" And it's like to us, it's like they're not looking at us in any sort of way like you would think. Like, yeah. it's like they're looking at our muscle development. Like, right. you're not looking at your butt. They're looking at your glutes. Like, right. It's different. Yes. It's, it's just it is. If you go to a show, you'll immediately understand because you'll immediately start comparing body parts. I'm like, okay, whose shoulders are bigger? Here we yeah. go. All right, whose legs? And you just start immediately looking. It's not in a sexual way. Right. It's just in like a muscle comparison mm-hmm. way, which I think is really cool how it takes something that looks so different from the outside. And it's just in reality, like the complete opposite. Right. It's kind of like how, like I explain it to people, like how wrestling, like male on male wrestling <laughs> seems like it would be a certain way. Right. But if you've ever watched it or you've ever talked to a wrestler, they're all like, oh, my God, no way. So much testosterone. Mm-hmm. That is the last thing on my mind Right. when I'm trying I'm trying to pin him. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to worry about anything where I'm grabbing or whatever. It's just like, it's just like that. Like, it mm-hmm. looks or sounds like it would be something. Totally not, though. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you so much for coming to be a guest on our podcast today. I hope that any first-time competitor finds this helpful and kind of the different experiences that you can have during a contest prep, whether it be the length of it or how much your weight can fluctuate um, and coaching yourself versus working with a trainer. There's no right or wrong answer, but it's important to kind of find what works for you and be really honest with yourself about what is going to work for you and trying, being open to trying different things and um, being open to ask for help when you need help. It's a 
wide industry and there's many, many people to get resources and information from here. So I highly recommend like what she said, do your research, Mm -hmm. look online, find people you trust, find people, find coaches that have taken competitors um, and had really big transformations. Cause I find that it is, it can be easy to take a diamond and polish it up. But if you can take someone with a starting physique and really transform them into a winning pro physique, that that's really impressive from a coach perspective, instead of just like, well, yeah, she came in with a pretty good physique <laughs> and you just kind of made it better. Right. Um, so those big, big transformations to me have always been really important from a coach to see that kind of experience um, and someone who is trained in um, nutrition certification um, because health comes first. Yes. Even though definitely. it's an aesthetic sport, <laughs> it's still more <laughs> yeah. important. You can do it in a healthy again. way, even if it's not a healthy thing to do. Like, right. There's different ways to get there. Absolutely. So we hope you found this helpful and maybe we'll have her on again after the show. We'll see how it goes this year. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.